0: Hello, welcome to This Week in Japan. I'm the Gaijin John. And I would like to offer an official apology on behalf of the Geeks and Gaijin's podcast for John's uh, terrible statements last week. During the podcast, John, the Gaijin, said the words, and I quote directly here, eat the rich. And that was an incredibly insensitive statement to make given the events of last week. We've lost a tragic figure a true king to, to our nation, and I would like to offer my apologies to His Royal Highness, DMX.
1: X go, give it to you.
0: Your passing to it will be missed,
1: and I hope X delivers you to the golden gates in the sky. Okay, Thomas, I'm just saying, all food <laughs> matters. Well. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm the geek Tom, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and together we make and together we make Geeks and Gaijins and we bring you the local news and just generally stuff where we go massively off topic regardless.
0: That is to suggest we ever have topics to begin
1: with. We have headlines, I guess. Well, the headlines that we do have this week include a man being arrested for shoes, a giant crab statue fights, two popular polar bears athletes and their vaccines, protests and vending machines. Lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of vending machines. This might and be lot. the most Japanese episode we've ever run on this podcast. Are you sure? We had that one all about Olympic sexism.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a close front runner. You're right there. No Olympics this week, guys. Good to you. <laughs>
1: Uh, Thomas, I said the thing about the a- athletes' vaccines. Did you not hear? Ah, oh, that, that, that one there. Uh, wow. it's a, we have to... Well, it's not going away, Thomas. No matter uh... how much the Japanese population want it, it's not going away. I've already hit denial. <laughs> I've already hit the denial stage of this. <laughs> Do you know what is going away, though, Thomas? My youth. But also, a tiny, cuddly polar bear cub, Ho-chan. Oh. Yeah. What are they doing she, with the cub? Where's it going? Well, she's been too popular. I want
0: to see the baby. Show me the baby.
1: <laughs> we announced beforehand in Cute Corner that Ho-chan and her mother were going to be put on public display. Uh, that happened on the 23rd of March. And now... It was a very she, good idea. Too good, in fact. <laughs> yes. Two weeks And now they're going to be kept out of the public eye until the beginning of May. Because in Osaka, there's quasi-emergency coronavirus measures. And turns out that huge amounts of people coming to see a cute polar bear... Not good for preventing COVID. Who'd have thunk?
0: It was a very popular polar bear. It's just too popular for anyone's good. The mother is stressed, the child is stressed, the people in the park are getting sick from a deadly disease. Um... Yeah, it's just not great for everyone. They were waiting roughly 40 minutes, Thomas. I don't blame them. That's a very cute polar bear cub, and you don't have many of them left, John. They're a dying species. Our polar ice caps are melting. The bees are disappearing. Sorry, I'm getting off topic again. Anyway, 40 minutes for polar bear is a perfectly reasonable amount
1: of time, although it is not advisable during COVID. However, this polar bear is doing something that a lot of people are doing this quarantine. Deciding to telework online. So now this polar (laughs) bear is starting its own YouTube channel. It's not. Polar bear podcast.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, It'll just shoot past us in the rankings straight away. Oh, what a life we live.
1: I mean, I mean, duh. I'd listen to a polar (laughs) bear podcast. Let us guess. <laughs> no, uh, the zoo has said that they will keep posting polar bear videos on YouTube, which is a thing because they like free money.
0: Ah, yes, that glorious, glorious YouTube ad revenue. Truly
1: a, a zoo's primary source of income. I mean, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to not get views from a YouTube channel with a cute polar bear on it.
0: Oh, it's fantastic publicity until the Coca-Cola company com- Corporation uh, copyright strikes it for infringing on their brand for an ad from, like, the 90s. So, you know, you win some, you lose
1: some. Well, do you know who has also lost their debut fight in Crime Corner? Um, It's giant and it
0: lives in Japan. I'm not sure... I didn't see the Godzilla vs. Kong movie. You're,
1: you're threatening me with spoilers now, John. Well, I think it's going to put some breaks on the unannounced sequel, which is Random Osaka Man vs. Crab Statue. <laughs> <laughs> did, the, did the Osaka Man somehow lose to the Crab Statue? Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't see where the story is there. Well, he is a coward and ran away and therefore lost by default. Oh,
0: I, he did he brought dishonor upon himself and his family for fleeing from a crab statue.:
1: Well, okay. this is this was at 5 a.m also in Osaka, because. Okay. And Osaka is very famous for its crab, mm-hmm. and outside of a restaurant is this uh, giant crab statue displaying the crab that you can have inside. And this is a restaurant called Kanigen. Which is statue of crab legs. Um.
0: I'm assuming there's some there's some actual crab there as well instead of just the legs of a crab. The statue.
1: Well, yeah, but it the whole thing weighs about a hundred kilograms, so two hundred twenty pounds. In the, in the crab, crab corner, corner weighing two hundred twenty pounds, and in the idiot, idiot corner. There is just two random guys who are caught in security. Just think idiots fighting stuff. Because <laughs> it's just 5 a.m. And it's 5 a.m. on a Monday. So they're obviously, they obviously have such rich lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, the video is
0: online. Uh, well, I think we found it through the Sora News website. It's, it, they spend a decent amount of time egging each other on to escalate their conflict with the crab statue for unknown reasons at the moment. The motivation is still incognito to us. Um,
1: Maybe a crab statue killed their father. Potentially.
0: Uh, but, it's, but the fight eventually resolves with the crab statue being pulled over by, by the men the men pulling over the crab statue, and several of its legs falling
1: off as it falls on the floor. And they flee like children, because they knew... flee the scene. Because they knew those crab legs would animate. (laughs) Well, not not really, because actually they just caused about 1.6 million yen of damage. Which is about sixteen thousand dollars. Which that's still a lot.
0: That's a lot.
1: <laughs> that's a is lot that the cost for a of the statue. Yeah, it seems to be, or or at least repairs to the statue. Oh man,
0: it's a very expensive
1: statue. Well, it's been standing out the restaurant for about five years, and it's like the icon of the restaurant. And owner of the restaurant Gen Takeda uh, was extremely upset. I can imagine it's an expensive statue. Apparently, he is heartbroken and he is crazy angry, which he apparently said in Kansai, uh, Kansai Hogan or Kansai dialect, which is or Osaka Ben, as it's sometimes known, which basically imagine like the equivalent of a Japanese angry New Yorker. Yeah, so basically lots of people are going like, well, this is dumb. They're really, really dumb
0: also Not the saw news editor whoever wrote that saw news article was out for blood <laughs> yeah
1: yeah I'm they were really I su- unhappy I suppose like I suppose like statues like this are important to Japanese like restaurants and stuff and especially when they're um like outside a restaurant at five AM. Like they're meant to just represent it. You're not meant to like oh worry about worry about it and like push it inside. It's like no, it stands there, it represents the restaurant. And apparently what represents the rest of Osaka is angry young men being idiots.
0: I mean give it give your expert opinion on that that, John. Does that is that an accurate representation?
1: I have been to Osaka once about three years ago. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Thomas, have you thought about it? Maybe they're just angry they couldn't get their tickets for Super Nintendo World. I mean, they shouldn't have to take it out on, on a random crab, but um, I would
0: understand it if they did.
1: No, but we all wish a speedy recovery to the crab son. Mo- yeah, to the monstrous crap to the monstrous abomination of crab legs.
0: Oh dear. What a what a weird little thing that is.
1: Well, we've got weirder, Thomas.
0: <sighs> yeah. There's, welcome to Japan, folks. It always there's always weirder. Oh yeah. boy, do we have weirder for you.
1: Welcome to Crime Corner properly. Cause that was kind of that's just boring Crime Corner. Uh
0: Now we're going to the crime heartland of Japan. We're going back to Aichi Prefecture, boys and girls and others. Because, you know, all the crazy stuff happens in Aichi Prefecture.
1: (laughs) I mean, this is the thing. Like, people in Japan steal weird stuff. Uh, We've talked about a lot on this podcast. Um, We've even talked about people stealing shoes before. But this is a man stealing women's shoes. And not only that, was he stole them and then replaced them.
0: (laughs) With brand new shoes. Which is um, weird, but I suppose it makes for a good cover.
1: Well, the way to put it, uh, the way to explain it is, when you go into work at a building in Japan, either an office building or maybe a school like I work at, Uh, usually you have two sets of shoes you have one outside pair of shoes and then kind of slippers whatever inside set of shoes so what the but and all day while you're there you have your inside set of shoes on so i have no idea what's happening to my outside set of shoes the the janitor could be walking around in them or using (laughs) them on his hands and just and just marveling at the size of them
0: Or someone could have snuck into the front of your school in the middle of the morning and taken them and replaced them with a brand new pair. I think I would have noticed that
1: mostly just because my shoes are so bad.
0: (laughs) Well, that was the case with the uh, woman that called this, uh, made this crime notice to the police. Was that she went and put on her shoes at the end of the day and noticed (laughs) that they were far—they weren't nearly as worn in as uh, her old shoes. had been stolen so she was like hmm these shoes are like brand new that's odd maybe I should raise this with someone and then after finding the fella because I think they caught him on tape um, they discovered that he had multiple other pairs of used shoes in his house that did not belong to him
1: Yes, so uh, he, so the man is, according to investigators, uh, had about 20 pairs of women's shoes in his house. And when asked, when asked why...
0: Take your time, John.
1: When asked why he had stolen the shoes, he said... I wanted to smell the scent of women's shoes. <sighs> I mean, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, d- I don't know how to respond to that either. It's, um, it's an interesting taste, I suppose. Um, can't say I hear much about it. Although to be fair, I looked through the related articles on the Sora News website, and there were a surprising number of other articles linked that were also about men stealing or sniffing shoes.
1: So this seems to be like a recurring thing in Japan. Just no one tell Belle Delphine she'll sell thousands. <laughs> As gamer girl shoes <laughs> oh dear they smell of Cheetos and disappointment <laughs> I, I don't know in what world someone's eating
0: Cheetos with their toes but it, it, it's an amazing world I suppose you have to have your hands busy on your mouse and keyboard so you have to get flexible in order to multitask with your feet you're right John this is the future <laughs> Thomas, I hate that image.
1: (laughs) Uh, But yes, so this man, he had stolen the, he'd essentially, the police assumed that he'd been like semi-stalking them and looking at what shoes they'd be wearing and then gone away, bought like an exact replica and then swapped them out.
0: Oh, yeah, this was absolutely premeditated. If he even got the sizes right, he probably had to have access to the original shoes before to, like, read the label, or he was very good at guessing, one of the
1: two. So what he would have likely have done is gone to the shoe boxes, like, beforehand. And usually they have the people's names on them, so they'll have their names. So he'll be able, if he's stalking someone in particular, and they're saying, ah... This just—the more I talk about it, the more creepy this guy is. Yeah, yeah, yuck, 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 yuck. But Thomas, do you know what's not yuck? Sweet potato. Total sweet potato. Which is not this week's snack break, but the prelude to this week's snack break. Because <sighs> I—I don't have no sweet potato. Not—not—not not, not on me. Because it's not that but time can... of year. But you can
0: get some sweet potato, John. And where can you get sweet potato from, in theory? (laughs) In theory.
1: Uh, I can get it from a vending machine. It's Japan. We have vending machines everywhere. (laughs) You get a vending machine. You get a vending machine. Not you. Not allowed. (laughs) To be honest... I would really like to find the dumb vending machines because there's none. There's none near me. I only get. I only see drinks vending machines, which are fine. Drinks and occasionally like um, cigarette vending machines. Yeah, just those convenient everyday vending machines that people
0: would actually use.
1: Yeah, as opposed to this one in Miyazaki Prefecture, uh, in which there is a vending machine stocked with canned baked sweet potato. <laughs>
0: yes, you can have it hot or cold, or in small or medium portions.
1: So, Oof. there's a sweet potato for you. That's the thing. Like I, sweet potato, like Japanese sweet potato, is nice. But there's nothing worse than having like too much. <laughs> it's just like because it's 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 sticky and sweet and it's nice, but it's too much of a good thing. And this was set up by Yuji Kodama sixty six, who is president of Nofuku Sangyo, uh, and he is basically he has a company that stocks that has baked potatoes, and he he has them canned by disabled people who work at the factory and receive a portion of the profits. I I am glad they are canned, and not just a vending machine just filled with like. Potato in a paper bag. Yeah,
0: that would make it difficult for the vending machines. But sure. Now you just get a scoop out your uh, just cold sweet potato out of a can,
1: oh. just with a spoon, oh. or whatever. Maybe you just there's drink no it. spoon. You know, there's no spoon. You, you usually you hold it. It. You you usually hold the skin because it comes in the skin. You hold the skin and you eat the inside. Uh, The sales representative said uh, people could use the canned potatoes as preserved food or gifts as they have a shelf life of one year.
0: I'm very glad that John did not send me a canned sweet potato for my (laughs) birthday.
1: Hello, honey. I know it's (laughs) our 25th anniversary (laughs) and I wanted to get something very special to me. (laughs) So... Why is it a special? So he said he built a special machine for this. If they're in cans, like
0: yeah, nothing about the machine that I read actually <laughs> is helpful for disabled people. Um, but no,
1: it's that they're made. The cans are made by disabled people. Mm. So the canning process is done by disabled people, and the vending machines. The vending machine is just a vending machine, Thomas. Like, even in Japan, you most vending machines will have a hot section and a cold section. Which is wild. But, hey, it's Japan. They love vending machines. And vending machines are
0: becoming even more popular now that no one wants to go to restaurants because of COVID. There's been a whole industry boom in the, in the field of uh, vending machines. You can get, like, fried chicken and soup and
1: stuff out of your vending machines these days. It's fantastic. Again, I've never seen any of these. Like, I kind of wish. I kind of wish I did, but also, like, I like using a vending machine because it means I don't have to use my really bad Japanese. Um, <laughs> I will say that so it's useful in that regard. Vending machines are usually more expensive, so if there is a Seven Eleven next to a vending machine, go to the Seven Eleven. It will be cheaper. But not not during COVID, this is a
0: general rule, but the reason that they're looking for vending machines is so that fewer people go into the stores so that their uh, employees are less likely to be exposed
1: to coronavirus. So use the vending machines, folks. It's a very common thing, like, not even vending machines, but just, like, tickets. Like, uh, for lots of, like, small, like, chain restaurants and stuff in Japan, uh, you will get, like, a... there'll be, like, a ticket booth like, outside or in the entrance, and basically what you do is you'll press your ticket for it. Uh, You go, I want a this with a this. You then just hand your ticket to the person, and then you get your food to you, so you don't actually have to order anything. I even had that with an onsen once. Yes, the hot bath (laughs) onsen. There was a ticket vending... Well, a, a ticket machine outside of it, like, are you male or female? How long do you want to be in there? Which, do you want the ultimate extreme? Do you want a towel? I'm like, I. this does not feel like it's helped by a ticket machine, but sure. <laughs> Especially because there was a worker there who had to hand me my towel. <laughs> Did he also punch your ticket on the way in?
0: Yes. Did you have to keep the ticket on you, on your person, so you and display it on the way out?
1: Not while I was in the bath, no. <laughs> They don't have, like, a ticket inspector walk out into the onsen. Sorry, I'm just imagining one, like, just appearing from below the water. Like, (laughs) tickets, please. (laughs) Just small bubbles just disappearing. Okay, that is something that does not exist. But what Thomas has does exist, because it's a strange, it's a strange, strange world. It's Thomas-led snack break.
0: Hello, everybody. I am Thomas, and John has sent me food all the way from Japan for this special occasion.
1: Yay. Happy birthday, Thomas.
0: Thank you very much, John. Happy birthday.
1: Uh... Thank you. It has actually been, well, it was my birth. it was literally my birthday last week, and Thomas's birthday this week.
0: Hello. I'm the birthday boy, but not anymore. Yeah. Uh, but I still have my birthday presents to unwrap in the form of a Kit Kat. Uh-huh. That, uh, you weren't kidding about the size of the Kit Kats
1: over there. This thing is mini. <laughs> They're tiny. They're literally, they'll fit in the palm of your hand. They, they, they do quite easily. It's fantastic.
0: So, I also, it's not just any regular Kit Kat, as you may imagine. Um, John has sent me passion fruit flavour Kit Kats.
1: For what reason, I do not know. <laughs> I mean, I was walking through, I saw, oh, those are passion fruit Kit Kats. I was like, those are weird. And you just thought of me. Just, yeah. Just like,
0: gotta have Tom have these. It's the only thing that'll survive the trip to England. So, fair enough.
1: Whether they have survived, uh, I don't know, because you've not opened them yet.
0: <laughs> well, you sent me, what, nine, eight, nine nine of these? Eight. Yeah. So yeah. one of them should survive. I, I hope I like this first one, otherwise <laughs> yes. we're going to have to do something about
1: the other seven. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, are they meant to be covered in mould? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I hope not, because they've been sitting on my... Uh, Bedroom floor for like a month because they arrived way earlier than expected. So, uh, anyway, I've, I've been provagating for too long about this. I'm going to unwrap it, get all that lovely, lovely crinkle sound effects on the uh, microphone, do a little bit of Geeks and Gaijins ASMR for you. Uh, so, as we all know, Kit Kats, uh, flavored Kit Kats in Jap- Japan, always white chocolate, basically. Uh, yeah. So, it's just a pale, creamy color, smells quite strong <laughs> oh yeah. yes, now I'm getting that fruity fruity scent, mmm, lovely it does smell very nice alright, so, just going to bite into it now ooh, it just comes in waves there's different waves of it I love being on this side <laughs> <laughs> doesn't it feel interactive, don't you feel like you're just participating in the podcast okay, so, so second try mm So you get the white chocolate first, obviously. It's a sort of general, fairly bland, mild...
1: No, <coughs> Sorry, that went down the wrong way. Shouldn't have talked whilst eating. How do you do this every week, John? Let's just say I have a lot of practice eating way too much food. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm glad you put that second bit in other than just I have a lot of practice. <laughs> Oh uh, okay. Say? So yes, first white chocolate, then that the that very uh rich passion fruit flavor kicks in. Hmm. And then transitions into sort of it gets nice and tangy at the end there. And then a sort of biscuity aftertaste for the uh for the inside. Very nice. Very nice, John. Hmm.
1: I'm always totally unnerved by how much they just taste like the thing. (laughs) Well, I I can't say
0: that I've eaten a lot of passion fruit in my time. I know I'm an uncultured swine. But I would believe that is what passion fruit tastes like. That's very nice. Sadly, I would not eat these in the same way I normally eat cats, which is just by the fistful. I would actually just have one and be done with it. Because it would be a bit too rich if I had multiple of these <laughs> at once. Okay, I'll be, I'll be, I will be finishing these off, but I'll take my time with them. Those will last me the rest of the month. Fantastic! Thank you
1: very much, John. That was delicious. No, oh, uh, I hope you enjoyed it too, listeners. We we had a we swapped it round. I won't we went, be doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the shipping was expensive as f- <laughs> No, well, coming up after stack break, we now have... Well, let's get this out of the way. Thomas is in a good mood. Um, Japan, Olympics, vaccination. These three things are all failures.
0: He uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, bragged me with chocolate specifically for this. It was all of plan.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, so... There is there is basically a huge amount of stories going. Oh, Japan might prioritize giving uh, might prioritize giving athletes Japanese athletes uh, vaccinations, yeah, and this was true. from this was from a semi like reliable source as well. This wasn't just this was like an official, but now the J- Japanese Olympics minister just recently has denied prioritising coronavirus vaccines for the Japanese athletes. Which is, yeah, so they are totally consistent in their messaging. Which also doesn't help because as of today, as of the 12th, um, basically they have just started properly vaccinating like the elderly in Japan. And there are a bunch of Quasi-states of emergencies. Ugh. Which are just like, Japan says do stuff, but don't. We, the government isn't going to do anything. Like, help.
0: <laughs> you're on your own, folks. Unless you're an Olympic athlete and then you're definitely getting a vaccine. Because let, let's be real, between you and me, John, what are the chances they're just going to vaccinate the athletes as soon as possible? I mean... Regardless of what they say... We know where their priorities lie. They've been gunning for this Olympics for too long now to give up and not vaccinate.
1: Now I want them I want them to go through this. I want them to go through with a totally socially distanced Olympics. <laughs> I want I want to see wrestling socially distanced. So basically it's easy. What you do is they've got all those poles lying around from pole vaults. Just attach them to each of like <laughs> and so Boxing's like, going
0: to be fun. You basically
1: just have to reinvent arms but in real life and you're good to go. <laughs> Literally. That's that's how the Japanese competitors will all win from playing. That's tedious the thing. Nintendo of was arms. ahead of the game. It was just a prototype for the 2020 Olympics.
0: This is what's going to be in Mario and Sonic go to the 2021 <laughs> Olympic
1: Games. It's just arms again. <laughs> it's like so boxing just becomes javelin <laughs> but with like Okay, I do, uh, Thomas. I'll get back to you on this next week. I'm thinking of of a whole socially distance Olympics. I'm gonna pitch it to the. I'm gonna pitch it to you, and by extension, the Japanese government. For rowing, would you need two meters between each of the crew members in the boat? Yes. <laughs> Just like a Viking longship. No. So what it will be is like those magnificent men in their flying machines where they have to like add like scrap heap challenge. So (laughs) it's part of it. They're given like several hours before the race that they have to make additions to their boat to be socially distanced.
0: I mean they weren't gonna plan ahead for this. They were like everyone's gonna be vaccinated, the Olympics are going quite fine, it's everything's gonna be normal. Okay, now we need to do something, and it's on you guys to fix our
1: mistakes. Exactly. Japanese government ain't gonna do anything. Get a local scrap heap. Okay, guys, two hours. Let's go.
0: <laughs> It'd be an Olympics I
1: actually watch. Oh, fantastic. Nope, so I am definitely getting I'm definitely getting my ideas on that one. You, get, you can even have teams. You end up with just Robot Wars, but the Olympics. Who <laughs> wouldn't watch that. Oh, dear. I,
0: I think we should petition for Robot Wars to be a permanent Olympic sport. I think that would be a fantastic addition. I feel like it's sorely missed. What did they add recently? I feel like they've added... Uh, oh, skateboarding. They added, skate- they added skateboarding. Skate- skateboarding. Skateboarding so they're adding new sports all the time. I'm just, I'm just waiting for robot jousting, Olympic style. Indeed. Would the Japanese win? Would they build a robot that's too big and can't move? Who's to say?
1: I don't know. I just don't nothing. know. And that was how Terminator happened. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> but now... Okay, finally, a more... Oh, I don't want to say more interesting. Slightly more important topic at the end of the end of the show. Mm-hmm. So this is some stuff about... Which we haven't really talked about before. Uh, which is... Um, we're going to talk about Okinawa. Specifically, um, one of the big things that affects Western-Japanese uh, relationships, which is the military base on Okinawa. Yeah... For those who don't know, there are a couple of U- US military bases around Japan. The biggest one, and the most infamous of them, being the ones in Okinawa. And generally, uh, the US uh, in Okinawa have an extremely bad reputation amongst the locals, which include things like poisoning the water supply, which they did by accident. This time. be lots of requests from the locals... Uh, for the military base to be moved. And so they are kind of moving it, but they're also just building new places and moving it around. This includes uh, making some reclaimed land, so building artificial land, but with other bits of land. Uh, For those who don't know, uh, Okinawa was a very, 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 very big battle uh, in the second world war, uh, which include lots of Americans and lots of Japanese people dying. Um, including civilians. Yes. And so this, uh, and so this area that they want to use the reclaimed land from, uh, where they want to get the land from to make the reclaimed land, uh, is where people died. And their bodies were not always recovered. Being Yes. That's, yes, that's a very important thing. That basically, people's bodies weren't recovered. And so, uh, d- d- there are people protesting this. Specifically, this one lady outside, um, who is cu- currently outside the Prime Minister's house. Essentially, protesting this. Uh, because her mother was seven years old when she was um, during the Battle of Okinawa. And they there are still people who go around collecting skeletal remains...
0: Yeah, one of the volunteers for body retrieval uh, is leading a similar protest in Okinawa himself. Uh, And this woman in Tokyo was was from Okinawa and was inspired by him. So she went on hunger strike in front of the Prime Minister's house, as John said.
1: Yeah. So it's the kind of thing... Okinawa... The history of Okinawa is... I'm going to say amazingly difficult. Uh, along with the fact that Okinawa has its own, has its own language and its own native peoples as well, the Ryukyu people. Um, so there are thousands of things the Japanese government does wrong. Uh, but there's also, oh dear, basically there is, I don't want to speak for all f- foreigners in Japan, but generally the reputations, um, people who live near military bases in Japan, or if you go to visit places that are near military bases in Japan, uh, the attitude towards Westerners is extremely negative. Basically, not only because they don't know any Japanese or stuff, is generally they are very, very bad, generally very bad at treating the locals, and generally have an awful reputation of either not paying debts. Also, the main issue also with American soldiers is that if there is any crime that they commit or any, like, complaints about them, that is dealt with by American military police and not the Japanese police. Japanese police also have a lot of problems. Uh, but, yeah.
0: Something of a conflict of interest going on in the
1: American military in Okinawa. American military in a conflict of interest? Who'd have thought? <laughs> but, yeah, the I'm just... Is that the thing is, loads of people go to Okinawa all the time. It's a place with amazing beaches, and it's lovely, and generally, I'm not going to go there because it's too bloody hot. <laughs> I'm a Viking. I'm walking around in a short-sleeved shirt today. It was, about six, it was about 16 degrees. And so everyone's like, oh, you should go to Okinawa. I'm like, no. I don't want to... I, I, I don't want to melt. He will dry up like a sponge. It's it's kind of sad. Yeah. There's,
0: there's a very good reason why the people of Okinawa do not want the American military moving their ancestors' bones and building a military base on top of it. And they're not happy with the Tokyo government
1: for supporting such a measure. <laughs> I, it, and it's just kind of, it's the latest thing on top of a bunch of other stuff. Including accidentally poisoning the water supply.
0: I mean, yeah. to be fair to the Japanese, the American government has poisoned their own citizens' water supply and still hasn't fixed it. So, you know, I mean, they should consider that not Good as point. bad as possible. <laughs> anyway, yes, uh, I, I'm very impressed by the people going on strike uh, and protesting these things.
1: The hunger striker is 47-year-old uh, Mikayo Kin. Who uh, survived on
0: water salt, and uh, soup with no ingredients in, which is bizarre, but so that, very interesting.
1: That's what she ate during her hunger strike, so she didn't die. Yeah.
0: So it's very impressive, and uh, I hope that more people are paying attention to the uh, problems in Okinawa because of her and the people in Okinawa who are also protesting.
1: And that, uh, that's why I just wanted to go, hey, this is a thing, Okinawa like okinawans native okinawans like conflicts with the japanese government and the american government is important and it's something that's very easily forgotten especially when people go ah oh, pretty beaches pretty beaches and lots of places with english because there's an american military base there hmm. but no i'm sure it's a lovely place again i'm not going to go because covid and also i don't want to melt no beach episode for you john i can go to beach i i, I live i live an hour walk away <laughs> 20 minute or literally a 20 minute cycle ride
0: the geeks of gaijin sand dune episode here
1: we go Woo. i'm not looking forward to how hot it's going to get this summer <laughs> Do you get to bail out before it gets to the hottest, or are you going to be there for the... No, okay. I'm going to be here for all of it. Oh, by the way, all Japan vaccine update. Um, about 1.1 1. 1 million of Japan's healthcare workers have been given at least one dose of the vaccine. That's out of 4.8 million healthcare workers. Japan has a population of about 125 million. So... Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> but everyone's gonna be done by the time it comes to the Olympics. Everything's oh, gonna be fine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just don't do the Olympics. Just, just, just. It would solve so many problems if you just didn't do the
1: Olympics.
0: No one cares. Oh, well, I'll stop stop before
1: I go into full rant mode again. Do you know what is a small problem, though, Thomas? I mean, uh, no. I I have absolutely no idea. Uh, Japan is due for a general election this year. Do they think the Olympics will help their chances? (laughs) They don't want to lose the face of not having the Olympics. And also the IOC don't want it not to happen. Because you know when the last time Olympics didn't happen, Thomas? No. World War II. It's a long time ago. Yes, basically no one wants it to be on their thing. Not on my watch. What about my watch? Not on his watch either. If you don't
0: consider global pandemic to be a good excuse, then nothing's ever going to be good enough for you, is it?
1: Oh, well... Well, we've thank you everyone for listening. We've been Geeks and Guardians, and you can find us on other places if you like listening to podcasts. You found this one. We are also on other podcast places if you are not on a podcast place that you would like us to be on. We will be pleasantly placed there if you send us an email at geeksandguidens at gmail.com. Or contact us at Twitter. Indeed. At G Or you can find us on Facebook Geeks and Guardians, Or on Twitch where we might stream in the future because Thomas has a new computer now. Yeah hey all set up geeks and guardians we're also on youtube at geeks and guardians where thomas has some wonderful video essays as well as you can find the podcast if you like listening to things there you can also usually find pictures of stuff and food of on my instagram at the guy john not this week though because it's a thomas thing and then you can of course find the backlog and you can also just follow me on Twitter as well, which is at the guy, Jin John, or at John Combi. But yeah, thank you everyone for listening. I hope you smash that Kit Kat right in front of you. Eat it. Eat it now. Must consume the Kit Kat. No, no, I said no. See you guys next week in Japan.